Hey there, all you swamp things. Back with another episode of the show. Paul Hicks is with me. And we're going to cover two more issues of Swamp Thing. We have a blast with these, but we're sort of nearing the end of Volume 1. And only a couple more episodes after this one. And I think four issues. And uh, we're going to be uh, done with Volume 1. And we'll see what we're going to do after that. You know, maybe we'll jump onto Volume 2. Maybe we'll jump ahead of the Alan Moore stuff. Well, we haven't decided yet, but we're definitely going to have some fun. So stay with us. And after the quick break here, we'll be back with uh, the next two issues. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Bronze Age of Horror Comics. And with uh, our continuing coverage of Swamp Thing, I am joined by uh, my friend, Mr. Paul Hicks. How are you, sir? I'm very, very, very well. And um, yeah, I've, I've got Swamp Thing updates from my personal collecting. So if you if you want to hear about those... Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I went to HeroesCon, and I, um, apart from meeting everyone and saying hi to lots of people, I thought, well, it's probably time. I, I have enough of Swamp Thing Volume 2 that it's justified to try and finish that run. Um, so I basically needed pretty much all the pre-Alan Moore stuff and some of the, you know, the first 15 or so issues of his um so yeah, I, I basically almost got there, and I, I came. I thought I had them all, and I got home, and it's like, where's issue seventeen? And I hadn't picked up one of them. So, but yeah, it's fantastic. I um, nearly have uh, the complete one hundred and seventy-one issue run, plus all the annuals. So yeah, very exciting. Wow, fantastic! Yeah, that's a long run of comics to uh, to uh, get a hold of there. To uh, yeah, that's oh, man. I, I I'm very jealous right now. I have an omnibus that has some of that, but nowhere near all of it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. I was trying not to start uh, volume one because that's more expensive and you know mm-hmm. all, all that nice stuff. But uh, yeah, Ryan Daly gave me issue five, so I'm basically off the mark <laughs> on that now. And curse him! I'm going to have my OCD is going to make me want to complete that run now. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to. If you even get just one or two issues of a run, it doesn't matter how expensive it is. You got to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we comic book collectors are a very uh, weird lot. <laughs> yeah, no, you give us one comic and it can be like a grenade that goes off and we suddenly have to find the rest of them. Mm-hmm. We're just like, it's beautiful and you, you got to do it. <laughs> you got a blank stare <laughs> in your face and you got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, uh, at least I know you have these two issues we're going to be talking about tonight. Here is uh, Swamp Thing uh, number 19 we're starting out with from cover date October 1975, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one, uh, you know, as as with the last uh, several, it has a uh, Nestor Redondo cover here. And I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this cover because it I don't know. There's just something about it that seems a little different than his previous covers here. But I do like the fact that we can see some uh, some uh, butt cheeks there on Swamp Thing. That's always good. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it. It's not as beautiful as these others, I would say. Um, yeah, there's I mean. It's it's a weird uh, it's a bulldozer I guess uh, Swamp Thing is lifting a bulldozer and um, yeah he's going to do something with it and the workmen around him seem to be fearful that what he's going to do with it will involve crushing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his red eyes are beaming and he has it over his head like he's going to chuck it on top of someone. I thought it was a tank when I first saw this and I thought why are construction workers near a tank? But I'm like oh no 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 there it is it's a bulldozer I got it now construction. Yeah. Car. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the the top half of it is sort of covered by the banner across the top of the cover, which uh, mm-hmm. tells you that you're reading Swamp Thing, which is also 
what it says below that in great big letters when it says swamp thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what issue it was of a story. I think it may have been a Brave and the Bold I was talking to someone about. And maybe it was even you and I covering the Brave and the Bold that had Swamp Thing in, in the, uh, was it the one teens or the 120s or something like that? And it literally had, you know, uh, Brave and the Bold and Swamp Thing like five times in the front cover. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the DC logo's in the middle of the top of the cover, which is, um, you know, it's a weird trade dress that I, I don't think they did for very long. But I presume that's so, you know, you can rack them in, you know, an inch or so above each other. But uh, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. It says featuring a second time to die. And I do love the little, you know, Swamp Thing uh, uh, figure there in the top left hand corner. I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you got two Swamp Things on the cover. Yeah, but Swamp Thing's looking a bit chunky, a bit. He's a chunky boy on this cover. A little bloated. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a big breakfast or something. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the Comics Code Authority to have scared uh, DC enough, though, to put a giant black spot right over his crotch so we don't see his man parts, though. Just his butt cheeks, the outline of his butt cheeks. Yeah, yeah, deeply shaded um, junk <laughs> area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, hey, come on, Paul, you got to think of the kids. If they would see that, they would just be uh, it, it, for, scarred for life, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Fantastic, fantastic. But okay, well, why don't we, uh, you know, dive in here? So, uh, like I said, a second time to die, and this one is uh, scripted by Jerry Conway, who uh, you know is taking back over here from David Michelini. Not sure why, if he was going on to something else or what was going on here, but we have him jumping back in as a scripter, and then pencils and inks by Nestor Redondo, colors Tatiana Wood, and letters Marcos Paleos. And then uh, there's just a little tiny little uh, synopsis here on the DC Fan website. It just says a. Uh, a pseudo Swamp Thing has grown from the arm Swamp Thing lost in his adventure in Divinity, Maine. Now both it and the real Swamp Thing have arrived in Gatorsburg, Florida, both drawn to the same town but unaware of each other's existence. So, uh, all right, well, why don't we uh, dive in here with the uh, the splash page here. So now what do you think of this splash page? Well, just on the cover, I mean, no one wants to see his uh, man thing. No, no, they don't. Well, well, you know, I I shouldn't say that. I, mean, I, I can't speak for everyone. Maybe some people don't. <laughs> you know, I don't want. There's I don't want to speak someone. for someone. Yeah, I don't want to speak for all of mankind here. You never know. <laughs> mm. a- Abby might be lurking somewhere. She might feel differently. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, the splash page really got me. I looked at it and I'm like, oh yeah, there's Swamp Thing. And then I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on with his eyes? It's going to happen in this issue, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just like, why are his eyes yellow? Something's funky here. And then I'm like, okay, there's uh, lots of uh, Jerry Conway descriptors here, which is fantastic. I love purple prose. And I do like the second page there, how it's basically a shot of this other swamp thing but there's all sorts of stuff going on inside his body with these other panels here right so yeah this splash page that it opens with is uh it's kind of arty it's got uh like one view cut up into panels uh to accommodate all the you know the descriptive boxes of what's going on in the florida everglades um it's in the swamp unsurprisingly um yeah (laughs) but you know there's some there's some arty light shining down um swamp thing is wading through the you know away from some tree roots that are disappearing into the swamp there's a weird bird yeah it, it's it's a good opener because it, it sets the mood um somewhere in the world there is sanity <laughs> but not here <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> never yeah, in a swamp thing comic apparently uh, no 
<laughs> so I think stuff's going to go down in the swamp. I think there's going to be some, uh, yeah, some adventures and some um, weird encounters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is a weird one, too, because when I first checked this out, I thought to myself, oh, there's Swamp Thing. But then I thought, wait a minute, his eyes are all yellow. Is this doppelganger thing or what's going on here? And I think it is, right? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't quite look right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If someone and has glowing yellow eyes, it's usually not a good sign. Nope, they're up to shenanigans. Shenanigans are afoot, yeah. as they say. Um, I should have been a doctor. I could have diagnosed people with that straight away. Uh, yeah, hey, you, <laughs> I, at this point, you could easily be a doctor over in the United States. You'd, you'd be you're already halfway there, man. <laughs> 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 what what qualifies over here? You're you're good to go. <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, this I and to me, it's like the second page really is incredible too because it's almost like another splash because you have swamp thing like uh or this doppelganger swamp thing that we're gonna see uh was spawned from a, a limb uh he's like kind of standing there and these these panels are kind of embedded within his body or are covering up his body however you want to uh, put it here and it does talk about uh how you know his arm was cut off there uh, our buddy uh alec Holland's swamp thing when he was in Divinity, Maine, and it does a uh, site Swamp Thing number five, where there was the, the witch and the, the brother, I think. And uh, it, it shows exactly what happened there. And uh, this is uh, this is pretty cool by Conway. I like uh, going back into continuity and doing something like this. It's a neat little, I guess you could sort of call it a retcon, right? Um, yeah, but I mean, it's thinking about what are the possibilities. Like we've seen that Swamp Thing can, you know, recover from damage. So, you know, what if you you grew another swamp thing from some of the damage that survived like this arm. So, yeah. And I, I just, that is the issue that Ryan got me. So I actually have that one. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, it's interesting. It, it does show, you know, the arm fall down this cliff here and then uh, yeah. it just, it just shows it kind of, you know, slowly over time grow into a, a full fledged, you know, swamp thing monster. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, we're not really sure what's going on about in its brain apart from it has a feeling that it belongs with someone else. Um, you know, possibly mm -hmm. possibly Swamp Thing. Mm -hmm. Or maybe Abby. <laughs> yeah, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and we do get the uh, on page three, the obligatory uh, butt shots for Swamp Thing. You got to have one in every issue. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. hey, hey, even on page four, you get one too where he's walking away. The, you know, we get the, uh, the, the doppelganger butt shot there. <laughs> yeah i mean everyone thought it came in later but uh you know like jim ballant but this is where it all started <laughs> yeah and it this is a uh, interesting too here conway so you know it, it, a lot of um a lot of uh talk about how uh native americans had been treated over here in the states uh, was uh, kind of i don't want to know if i would say it's at a fever pitch in the 70s but it was definitely in a lot of the pop culture uh, in the zeitgeist here so they they bring in this native american character where the you know the doppelganger here kind of runs into him while he's uh, shooting a bow uh, of course um and he, the guy kind of like you know wigs out and shoots the bow at uh, the arrow at him and he slaps him down but then i like how you know it, it shows this creature just kind of doesn't know what it's really what it's up to what it's capable of and it steps into uh, you know some quicksand and he helps it out and he says yeah. it's a child, a mindless child, and he helps it out, and it kind of becomes his, like, you know, his buddy then. Yeah, I mean, quicksand is very 70s and 60s too, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I still have never run into any, but I hope to someday. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they they become buds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of like a, a buddy show here now too, where we have a, a Native American guy who's kind of you know pissed off at society, which you know rightly so. And uh, this doppelganger swamp thing, and you're wondering, okay, like, well, what's where's this going to lead? What's going to happen here? But uh, at the end of uh, at the bottom of page six, there we get an interlude. The next day, for the past eight hours, Matt Cable, Abigail Arcane, and Bolt—I like how we don't get a last name; we just get Bolt—have been on the mm-hmm. road eight gut-wrenching hours, <laughs> bouncing in a jeep, which has finally brought them here, and they're at a uh, Sloan's Diner. And uh, oh boy. The, the diner here is full of uh, some very interesting types, is it not? <laughs> the the Sloan Rages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's um there's a bit of child abuse. There's a bit of uh, Southern hospitality. There's a bit of Southern aggression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh it's not good. The 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 guy that owns the uh, diner here, you know, his kids there, and he seems like he's pretty good kid by all accounts, and. Uh, as soon as he says something that uh, the dad doesn't want him to say, he tells him to shut up and then uh, backhands him. And Matt kind yeah. of steps, steps in to be like, yo, chill out, dude. And, he, and he's smoking while working at the diner counter. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got, a, he's got a heater there. He's puffing away, which is fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, there's a couple uh, locals here, too. They're, uh, I don't know. They're, they're supposed to be part of some biker gang, I think. But other than the main guy... Uh, the other people don't really fit the bill for a biker gang that not, not in my head anyway. Yeah. It, like one of them looks like, yeah, he's straight out of, um, some biker movie, but with Elvis or maybe, um, but yeah, <laughs> the other two are just, you know, randomly dressed. And one of them has a cane, which is, you know, an interesting look for a, a gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got a cane and like this crazy fedora type hat and, yeah, the other guy just looks like a random dude with a sleeveless shirt on. It's a it's a really weird gang, but they come in to start uh, verbally and uh, threatening to physically abuse uh, Sloan, the guy that owns the diner here. And um, I, I do find it interesting that, you know, uh, the kid, he does say like, hey, I saw a monster. And of course, you know, Abby and Cable and uh, Matt Cable and uh, Bolt are like, uh, wait a minute, you saw a monster? What's going on here? And that's when the dad slapped him, but. You know, yeah, they, well, they, Matt Cable's very excited to hear that because he's been using the agency credit card for months on the premise <laughs> of trying to find this uh, <laughs> this monster. So, yeah, this um, keeps his holiday going. Mm-hmm, yeah, because he was probably about to get cut off. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he says uh, he's like, I'll show you how to get to Benson Swamp where he saw this creature. And uh, uh, Cable's like, you will, huh? What about your father? And he goes, oh, he doesn't need to know. You don't have to tell them, do you? And they're like, no, I guess not. And <laughs> so Matt says, I say we go. It's our first real lead in a week. We can't pass up the chance. And then he says, Abigail, you stay here. Reassure the boy's father. And I'm thinking, so you want her to stay in a town full of these rednecks where there's a gang and they're real seedy and a diner owner that's abusive. Yeah, that sounds like a great yeah. idea. Yeah. And she agrees to that, which is just mystifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he says, keep your ears open. And he, she goes, I will, Matt. I'm like, uh, I'd be like, no, I'm coming too. I'm not staying here with these creeps. Yeah, I'm just uh, wondering if, um, you know, Jerry Conway was like, I need to break up the dynamic a bit and split the split the crew up a little bit because it's, you know, yeah, I haven't really got something for everybody to do in this story. Yeah, now we see our boy Swamp Thing because we know it's him because he has red eyes, not yellow eyes. And he's uh, feeling a bit uh, melancholy and... uh. 
He doesn't say he's thinking about committing suicide if he could even do such a thing, but he does say, I suppose there's nothing left to do. There never really was. My life ended the day I became this monster. Everything that's happened since has all been just a nightmare. And I'm thinking, oh boy. And he he goes on and goes on and goes on here to himself, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, he rails to the heavens about why, why this happens to him and everything. Uh, until he's interrupted by a, um, a strange tingling sensation. Uh, not sure where in his body it starts, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that starts drawing him in a certain direction, like a, like iron to a magnet. <laughs> he can't resist. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we get another interlude here, another scene where there's a construction crew, and I'm not quite sure what they're doing. It says about doing a government excavation. But I don't I don't remember what it says they were doing here. What kind of a project? He just keeps saying an engineer is working on a project. So I don't know if it's like kind of, some kind of oil or gas line or something they're putting in. It looks really bizarre. Well, I'm assuming it's not in the swamp because, you know, we all know that castles will sink repeatedly in the swamp if you build them. So <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, and these guys are a piece of work, too. Uh, a guy one guy says, dig the holes and fill them in some job for a college graduate. Huh? Mr. Halston. And he says, at least you're working, Smith. Don't complain. Think we'll have the dig finished by tomorrow? And the guy says, sure, if we work overtime, but why bother? We'll only be assigned to fill the hole in again next month or so. And he's like, wait, <laughs> what? And Swamp Thing just decides to come over and hang out with these guys. But he says, I can't control myself. And he's like, almost like he's being used by like the puppet master here. Yeah, he, well, he's basically got to walk in a straight line, no matter what's in front of him. Otherwise, he would never have wandered through this bunch. Yeah, and uh, there's a, a bulldozer there, and they're like, well, we're going to run him over with a bulldozer. But the bulldozer is, for some reason, not able to hit this giant uh, swamp thing, and he ducks to the side and grabs the uh, guy out of it, and it smashes into a tree. I don't know why that would make it explode, <laughs> but it does. It's one of those, you know, um, Dukes of Hazard bulldozers or <laughs> the A-Team bulldozers. Just, yep, and yeah, it's... It's going to blow up the second it hits a tree. Oops, that's probably not a very good bulldozer. And mm -hmm. we don't get the scene on the cover, I'm just going to point out. No, no, we don't. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought, oh, is this one of those deals where it's like comics is like TV. Every time a car goes off a cliff or, you know, just wrecks, it has to explode. It's like in the contract <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. But the, the guy goes running away and Halston, that thing, it's gone. Do you suppose the explosion killed it? And he goes, not likely, Smith. Somehow I have a feeling. We're going to see that creature again. And I thought, oh, you've been talking with Jerry Conway, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we see uh, the the boy. He uh, took uh, Cable and Bolt to uh, meet uh, his Native American friend here. And uh, they do say to him, you know, he says, my young friend is mistaken. I hunt these lands daily and there has been no creature in this area. So he's denying it. Even the little kid is like, wait a minute, there was one here. So once a uh, Matt and Bolt leave, uh, he does say, um, you know, uh, wait a minute. Yes, I did lie. There is a creature here. And he takes him into his little hut to show him his creature. Not that creature, but, you know, Swamp Thing doppelganger. Yeah. yeah. And uh, switch back to the, uh, the, the diner here. And there's Abby having to hang out with all these savages. This was just like so crazy. <laughs> yeah. She looks very formal and proper. And, you know, she's got the little neck. Uh, kerchief around her and and then you know it's just filled with you know, hairy men <laughs> yeah it's these seedy looking guys the owner still puffing by the way and he's drinking at his own establishment that's always a, a great <laughs> idea 
drinking at yeah. your own place. And then, yeah, all the construction guys are filing in because uh, I guess the shift's over. And then we see the biker guy and his uh, gang is still there, too. And he says, uh, Sloan says, first, this girl and her friends come in here with some wild story. Now you, Halston. And the biker says, maybe they're telling the truth, Sloan. Maybe old Tonto the Indian is playing witch doctor up at Benson's Swamp. Ha. So here we go. Yeah. We, we we can see where this is going already here, right? Yeah, I mean, well, if we didn't get the idea this was a baddie, he's using a slur here, which is a, a good indicator as well. So, uh-huh. Yeah, so, and again, it fits this guy because the guy looks like yeah. a piece of crap. So <laughs> it, it, it does fit his uh, personality. And they come in back into town, Matt and uh, Bolt, and there's a... Uh, abby and they're like hey anything wrong this is our day for new leads abby the last one didn't pan out let's hope this one fares somewhat better and then we see swamp thing creeping around and then it just falls over inexplicably for some reason <laughs> this is as far as i go on this page <laughs> <laughs> he's like i need a nap it's <laughs> right over <laughs> oh and he says now his body will no longer work it will no, no longer answer his commands never mind the commands of another control so again we don't know what's going on with him here but uh back to uh the the little boy and uh the native american guy and the doppelganger swamp thing and he kind of like tells him what's going on here and then he says about how uh he goes uh he is not a monster have i taught you these past months a man must not be judged by his color or his race he must not be judged by his appearance such is a white man's curse, little chief, <laughs> to hate because of a man's body, not because of his soul. And I was like, well, he's not wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no lies detected. Yeah, but then he's uh, talking about his past and how he migrated here. And, you know, the the boy said, it's like you're remembering it, not just telling a story. And he's like, oh, maybe I'm slightly older than we think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indicators. Yeah, there's something definitely different about this guy. and. We're, we're going to find out in the next issue, but this one ends with the, the Swamp Thing kind of waking up and saying that, well, there it goes again. This time I won't fight the impulse. I'm going to learn who's meddling with my mind, then I'll deal with him once and for all. So he's just kind of like letting whatever's, you know, grabbing at his brain and body and letting it just, you know, take him where he may. And then uh, we see the very last page here and the last couple of panels where, you know, the, the little boy was right. Uh, our buddy here, the Native American guy, um, he uh, he has found the Grotto of Eternal Youth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a trademark name. Do, uh, do they, they always called it that? Or what did they, was it known? Did it have a sign or something? <laughs> yeah. How did he figure this out? I'm thinking, uh, I mean, they do go into it a little bit in the next issue, but it still is just kind of kind of weird because it's like out in the middle. Like it's like anybody could find this. It isn't like it's hidden or anything. Yeah, yeah. But a weird issue because weird issue, it, it's entirely set up. Like, you know, very little happens except, um, you know, an encounter with the exploding uh, bulldozer, and that's about it for the for action, and everything else is just set up. Yeah, and I will say, it does say on the Grand Comics database here that actually they had planned on 19 and 20 uh, being all one story and one comic uh. for, like, a, a, a giant-sized issue, like... Uh, but for whatever reason, they put the kibosh to that and just made it too, which, okay, whatever. But that's that's why it seems a little weird, I guess. You can see, you can see because there's, you know, there's not any, you know, it's all just putting things in place for something to happen later. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So, all right, well, uh, why don't we uh, 
jump into uh, issue 20 here. How about it? Issue 20 has a fantastic cover. Mm, yes, this is incredible. This is one of these things where I would love for the trade dress and everything to be gone. Maybe even the yeah. logo could stay and just have like a giant poster of this. Yeah, I mean, it's a full moon again. It's always a full moon on the Swamp Thing covers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but we've got two Swamp Things fighting, one with red eyes and one with yellow eyes. And uh, yeah, it's uh, a, a mighty matchup from the looks of it. They're very, you know, struggling. And it looks like um, the Swamp Thing we know and love is actually uh, losing in this. He's been grabbed by the neck. And um, there's a bit of side butt on both monsters. <laughs> yep, we, we got to have you got to have that. That's like a I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to who is the uh, the uh, editor, Joe Orlando. I think he just said that <laughs> you want to work on this book. You, you've got to do butt shots because he was hey, he was the guy that was signing off on all this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need more monster butt shots. <laughs> mm -hmm. And this one is actually by uh, Ernie Chan, not Nestor Redondo. But it, again, it's, yeah. How about it? And it's it's but it's super cool. It's like really awesome. I thought I it, it didn't skip a beat from what Nestor Redondo was doing, in my opinion. No, no, it's uh, yeah. I would never have known that if I if you hadn't said that. So yeah, down at the very bottom there, there's a little EC uh, for Ernie Chan there at the bottom right hand corner. So yeah, really, uh... really wild. But yeah, I like it. And this one was a uh, cover dated December 1975, January 1976 uh, as well. And uh, it's called the Mirror Monster, and it's uh, again script Jerry Conway. Interior pencils and inks were still Nestor Redondo, uh, colors Tatiana Wood, and letters Marcos Paleos. And uh, yeah, this one just continues right in from the previous issue, where you know we see the uh, old guy here. He's a uh, he, you know telling uh, the little guy here, he, little the Sloan, little Sloan, uh, about the uh, the Grotto of Eternal Youth, and he goes, "A sight seen by no white man before you, Junior Sloan." Not even by our giant friend, the fugitive Swamp Thing. So this old guy <laughs> thinks this is the real Swamp Thing here, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it's got some lovely um, multi-level cascading pools. Um, yeah, and uh, Nesta slips the word Swamp Thing into the, the second last pool and the mirror monster in the in the bottom pool. Very nice. Yeah, really, really cool. And then you can see the little uh, boat that they uh, rode in on there, too, right by the little shoreline. Yeah, really, really great page there as well. And, yeah, the the Native American guy is just, like, you know, saying about keeping this, you know, hidden and this and that. And he goes, till I found it when I was a boy over 180 years ago. And Junior's like, 100 and, but that means you're you're old. I mean, real old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yep. Sorry. And he goes, older than any living man, my young friend, you might even say I am immortal. And then uh, we get the, uh, you know, the origin story for this guy here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So got injured, ended up at the grotto, <laughs> became long lived, but lots of fighting in between with uh, white traders. And, you know, he lost his family and his mother and father. Um, yeah. But yeah. So he's been through some stuff. And he's mm -hmm. um he's not a wanderer <laughs> let's say that he <laughs> lives very close by to the um grotto ever since yeah i think he's like i better stick around this grotto or it's gonna be you know lights out for me although it's interesting when he does drink from the water in the one uh, on page two there he's still a very young man but obviously he has aged it's just kind of like slowly aged him right 
yeah i mean it's it's more a reflection of his wisdom i think over the years but yeah he has yeah he's not as young as he first uh encountered the grotto yeah and he does say he drinks from it regularly and he goes after the first time i became immune to sickness because he said that you know the first time he drank from it yes it started to give him this Im- immortality uh for lack of a better term but uh, or just long lived but uh it made him very ill and while he was mm. ill and was in one of the the huts uh, that's when the the crazy traders came and killed pretty much his whole family and maybe even the whole village. I think. Yeah, messed up. Yeah, really, really crazy. And then uh, Junior says, um, "He isn't the only one, sir. I'm sorry about what those men did. I really am. It's like what the people searching for that monster want to do, isn't it?" And he says, "I expect it is, Junior." So, there, you know, the Native American guy here is thinking that this is the real swamp thing, and he's you know convinced Junior that. Uh, Matt and Abby and Bolt want to do something bad to him, so they kind of want to protect him here. But whatever's calling uh, the real Swamp Thing here is kind of going to throw a monkey wrench into this uh, plan here, isn't it? Yeah, and Swamp Thing's woken up now from his nap, and this uh, he's off again, being uh, propelled towards this uh, this source that is pulling him mysteriously, <laughs> like invisible fingers. And we got a butt shot there, uh-huh. and he's. <laughs> <laughs> He's creeping over to the road. And of course, uh, the biker gang is coming down the road and mother of mercy, some kind of monster. And <laughs> I love the guy's feet in the air. And the woman is basically falling off the back of the bike with her insane pink outfit and her uh, beret falling off her head. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real combo of um, sort of just beatnik culture and dress and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Someone yeah. went to a lot of um, musicals and then just modeled the fashion in this bike again. <laughs> yeah, this is really weird. And there's that idiot weirdo guy with the fedora and cane yeah. that looks like he's, you know, 50 years old. And he's got this little 20 year old honey on the back of his bike, too. And I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> but they try to take on Swamp Thing. This to me is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, knives and. <laughs> switchblades and chains and spanners yeah a wrench yeah it's like they're gonna they're gonna hurt them and they see it immediately none of this does anything but i love how one of the guys is knifing swamp thing in the back and swamp thing just reaches over his back and grabs the guy by the hair and flips him right on his back <laughs> that's a great one yeah were, were this a horror movie all these people would die horribly but instead they just get beaten up yeah, and then just jump on their bikes and take off. And I'm just like, oh, man. The, the one guy left his hat behind, though. I wish Swamp Thing would have just grabbed it and put it on his head. <laughs> <laughs> just for just for kicks. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they take off, and he goes, have to keep following it. Have to. And he does uh, keep following. And then we see uh, back to the construction site. And uh, Matt and Bolt are there talking to the Halston. And uh, he says, you know, like, I guess they're asking him kind of about the monster. And Matt says, I wish I could explain it further, Halston. But for now, my lips are sealed. And he goes, let me get this straight. You're a government agent, but you're not working on a case. Not officially. And this thing which attacked our project yesterday is something you've been searching for, but you won't tell me what it is, where it comes from, or why you want to capture it alive. And Matt's kind of just like, in a nutshell, yes, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm on a long leash from my job. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, I've got, and I've got a credit card and they're paying for everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh bolts there he's thinking to himself yeah you know we know why you won't tell him what's going on here and 
he says, you and I know the truth about the Swamp Thing, how he's really a man whose body was transformed by a super soldier formula into a mucky monstrosity. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, super soldier formula? Uh, did DC come up with that phrase before Marvel? Yeah, and um, wasn't it a bio-restorative plant formula, <laughs> if yeah. I remember correctly? Yeah, yeah. And I, because I don't remember, I don't, I'm pretty sure they didn't call it that back in the golden age for Captain America. They called it something else. I didn't think they called it super soldier formula. I thought they called it something else a little more generic. And I thought, uh, I don't know when that actually first came about for Captain America, because I thought, well, is this, did this come out first? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Well, even the more alliterative super soldier serum mm-hmm. yeah, as well. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not the guy to ask about Captain America things. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's a, he's, he's standing on a precipice here. He goes, a man who's so bitter, he just wants to curl up and die. Sometimes I wonder why we don't let him. After all, what's the poor jerk got to live for? Maybe that's why he went a little crackers yesterday. <laughs> but again... <laughs> It's like, uh, okay, and Bolt thinks his wife was killed by the damn du- the same dudes that caused the explosion that almost killed him. I can sympathize because my lady died almost the same way. And then, you know, of course, it's uh, it's time to blow something up, right? Well, hang on. On the bottom of page eight, there's an editor's note, and it's completely incorrect because it says neither Cable or Bolt know that the engineers were attacked by the duplicate Swamp Thing. And it's like, well, I read the issue and it was the real Swamp Thing and he was just, you know, being having to walk that way because of the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really Oops. was the real Swamp Thing. He had red eyes, not yellow. So <laughs> Edi- Editor Orlando, boo. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, they're going to blow something up here because uh, he's like, there's a big boulder. We can't move it. So it's like, OK, get out the dynamite, boys. And they do blow the crap out of it. And a bunch of the projectiles go over the other side of the hill. And what's on the other side of the hill? Uh, it could be the grotto of eternal life. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking it was such a secret. The construction workers were right over the other side of the hill. I'm like, I don't know if that was a big secret or it would have been for another five minutes, man. <laughs> like, uh... yeah. Well, but the, the art goes of... really strange here with the, the words to blow down, tableau down the side three times to sort of, you know, say this scene's happening and this scene's happening and this scene's happening and giving you three locations. So it's, uh, you know, interesting. Yeah, it is. It's an interesting way of doing it. I like it, though. It, you know, it basically shows the, the doppelganger and the Native American guy and Junior there and the you know explosion. They're like, holy crap, what's going on? And back at the diner, the, the biker gang and Sloan and the other hillbillies are like, what's all this racket? And the, the biker says, there's a monster, Sloan, a slimy thing out on the northeast road. And then uh, uh, Abby, poor Abby, still got left behind and she's still there. And she says, it's Alec. It must be. I've got to tell Cable. And then, oh, no, there's an explosion. And like you said, then the third set of uh, panels is Swamp Thing. And he goes, what happened with those bikers has made me think about my arm. It's possible, just possible, that what happens to me when my arm regenerates also happens to, and then, uh, an explosion. And that's when it comes down onto the grotto. And this really pisses now, off the Native American guy. Do you think this is a really, really big explosion? Or are they just so incredibly all close to each other that Sloan's diner is near the grotto or near the construction? And you know, it's all just in this incredibly um, tight area that no one has surveyed properly. Or <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, the proximity were, of everything is weird. Yeah. Like if they were at the diner and they heard an explosion, 
I would just be like, okay, I mean, a really big explosion. You could hear that for like even a couple of miles. No problem. But in the picture where it shows the biker and Abby and all, you can like see the, uh, I'm trying to think of like, you almost see the reverberations from the explosion, like right behind somebody's house. Yeah. The, the explosive flashes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, what is this town? Like one square mile in each direction and that's it. Like this is a small town, man. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So the grotto is just about toast. And uh, the Native American guy says, the white man did this. The cursed white man destroyed my world as he's destroyed my race. And then he goes, he must die. He must die. And he kind of like gestures and says, seek the white man out, my child. Seek him out and kill him. And kind of like a a bit of a robot here, the doppelganger, just like kind of like I obey your command and just takes off. To go to go do it, he's gonna beat him up some uh, construction workers, right? Yeah, uh, grabs the first one he finds and throws him off a cliff. Yeah, that guy's definitely dead. He has to. Yeah, that's no, like a, a, a hundred foot drop. It looks like. And of course, well, you Matt, can tell he's dead because his hard hat fell off on the way down. So. Yep, and that would have protected him for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what in the world is going on with Cable here? He says, "Good Lord, Bolt, did you see Alec? Or did you see that?" Alec tossed that man like a sack of limp wheat. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> of all things, like a sack of limp wheat? I don't know. Does oh. he lie awake at night writing these down in case he gets to use them? What's, what's a good uh, metaphor for a man falling off a cliff? <laughs> <laughs> limp wheat. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. But uh, they have obviously think this is, you know, Swamp Thing. So it's like, Alec, for heaven's sake, stop and. Uh, the doppelganger just uh, pimp slaps Matt uh, down, and uh, they're they're just like, "Hey, what's going on?" And they're like, "Something's wrong with his eyes." And he does look back when they say that, and you can see, you know, like I said, it's the yellow eyes. But uh, here comes our boy, uh, the real Swamp Thing, and he goes, "That impulse has become painful, very painful. If what I'm beginning to suspect is true, the only way to stop the pain is to kill what's causing it." And then we get basically a uh, part of the sort of a uh, lead into the front cover there, right? Yeah, it's the Spider-Man scene where they're all pointing at each other. Yeah, you, my exact double. <laughs> you, 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 you. <laughs> oh, man, but the doppelganger, he's all about it, man. He jumps right on Swamp Thing and starts choking him and thrashing him. And it's 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 a pretty even fight, like you said earlier. Like, it's a, it's you know kind of like the cover shows. It's, it's, it's at least even, or if not, maybe the doppelganger seems to be a little more you know, uh, uh, angry. So he's uh, ahead in the game here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and there's a butt shop at the start of it all. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And then we switch back to town here. So I was not expecting this. This really caught me off guard here. What did you think of this scene back in town here? Yeah. It, uh, yeah, the Native Americans gone from being, a, you know, the cliche wise Native American to, you know, Mister Vengeance, and um, yeah, he basically wanders into town with no plan and starts, you know, yelling at everyone and saying, calling them white devils, and you know, <laughs> and I'm going to get my monster to destroy you. <laughs> yeah, and then the the gang trash guy gets involved, and they, um, yeah, they basically knock him down well actually sloan the uh, the guy who owns the place knocks him down and kills him on the concrete yeah he punches him while he was kind of uh wrestling around with the biker and he comes in and you know 
probably looks like kind of sucker punches him. And the guy, as he's falling down, smashes his head on the curb. And then he's just laying there. And uh, the sound effect is crunch, which is kind of gross. And the, the biker goes, Bert, you killed him. He's dead. And Abby says, oh, my God. And the junior goes, dead? And, yeah, he's, sure enough, he's dead. But, uh, you know, back to the fight, right? We get a really good fight scene here, like page uh, 16 here. I think is an incredible page with these two panels. Yeah, no, big, bold action. And, uh, yeah, going, you know, one one panel of the doppelganger swamp thing, uh, smacking it to Alec, and another one of uh, Alec hitting the doppelganger with a tree that seems to be on fire. Yeah, it's a super crazy red background, and that's a that's a really uh, bold color choice there. But he he does say he does then say, Alec, we've been at it straight for almost half an hour as it is. The next blow has got to be the last, and uh, he hits him with the tree again. But at this point, I don't know how if there was some kind of like mental connection between the doppelganger and the Native American guy because at some point he kind of like looks over his shoulder. And we can see that he sees the Native American guy laying on the ground and he just walks over to him. And, you know, obviously he he kind of had some connection with the guy, but he's kind of standing over his body. But what about this shenanigans to this ending here? Like what in the world? <laughs> well, can I just point out again, they're fighting away and they are literally like, um, you know, 10 meters from the, <laughs> the diner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. like It's, it's right all so close together. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. It's uh, he's mourning the the Native American, and then um one of the engineers from the the dig site shows up with a a truck full of explosives and chucks a great big explosive at the at the Swamp Thing doppelganger and uh, the Native American guy. And yeah, the big explosion. Yeah. It's like you know, there's all this extra pages, and then they just went, oh no, we're at the last page. We better wrap it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the guy i'm an engineer bolt i know explosives better than anyone now get out of my way and yeah he chucks like a oh, it's dynamite or what and broom and there's abby and junior right there literally the explosion like they would have got hit with some shrapnel got hurt too here but yeah that's no, okay they were one meter away so they were fine <laughs> right oh man but it it blows the doppelganger and the native american guy like like incinerates them like there's just a big hole in the ground and fire <laughs> coming out of it and there's like not a trace of either of them yeah and uh yeah they think uh alec is dead but uh you know he's actually wandered off into um well, it looks like there's a swamp right next to the <laughs> i'm wondering if that's the grotto of eternal youth so now he'll yeah. never die <laughs> uh, the crater of eternal youth as it is now oh my gosh yeah how crazy i'm like man it, like you said this ended very abruptly and very strange i thought to myself like man like you know i i get you know conway's probably going for is like you know even when the native american guy's pointing out all the crazy stuff that the white devils were doing i'm just thinking but why did they have to die like it, it doesn't make any more of a point for him to die no it, i mean it's a tragedy it's kind of like it's just inevitable and sad and you know there's yeah there's no justice there um and no one like you get the impression no one is held responsible for anything that happened in all of no. this um yeah. and it's the sort of stuff that alan moore would read and go oh i'm gonna explore all of this i'm gonna explore the you know the multi-body ramifications of swamp thing and i'm gonna you know and 
you know, the Grotto of Eternal Youth would give Alan more, you know, months of work to uh, dig into. But yeah, no, it's like, you know, this is here, let's destroy it. And this guy is immortal and let's destroy him. And there's a duplicate swamp thing and let's blow him up. The end. <laughs> yeah. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute. If before Swamp Thing had his arm cut off and it turned into this Swamp Thing doppelganger, if they just blew him up and a bunch of little pieces went flying around, are they going to grow into Swamp Things now, too? <laughs> well, I don't know. The explosion seems to have atomized everyone. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking, even if there was one little piece that like a finger that landed somewhere. Hey, where's Grant Morrison when we need him? Get him on the line. He'll, he'll write this crazy <laughs> ass story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, like you said, and there's Swamp Thing just pulling his, you know, Hulk from the TV show. Just you can hear the, the dun, 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 dun. He's going off into the swamp. With a butt shot. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, he's just his little bit of his crack is sticking out of the water there. <laughs> and then next issue, Requiem on sale the first week in November. And you don't really get much of a clue with uh, what Requiem is going to be all about, though. It's just black with the word Requiem in red. Mm, yeah <laughs> not much we'll of a have to wait and clue. see yeah not much yeah. of a clue there <laughs> so. well these are all first reads for me so i'm literally discovering them as i go and i'm forcing myself to read them with the pace of our recording so you know it's uh it's fun but I, i'm dying <laughs> to get to volume two because i have you know all of volume two now so well i mean right now as it stands that was issue 20 so there's only two more recordings you know four more issues and that's the end of volume one right yeah, unless uh, we we could do the challenges of the unknown, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I don't even know. If, I don't even think that material's in here, unless it's in the way back. Maybe they put uh, it it's back. in the it's in the omnibus. The challenges issues. Oh, okay, yeah. So then they must be in here somewhere. But yeah, I'm just just paging through here, looking at the the next cover and the interiors, and it looks like David Michelini comes back, which is which is cool. I liked. Uh, I thought he had a really good voice for everybody here. So it looks like it was just two issues he was gone. Mm, yeah cool yeah fantastic yeah i did really enjoy his stuff up to now and yeah again we're you know redondo obviously we're well and then conway comes back for the last two then good grief so two conway two michelini then two conway boy they couldn't make up their mind what they wanted to do mm. <laughs> oh fantastic but all right well that's uh that's gonna wrap this one up so uh all right well thanks for uh jumping in on these again with me uh paul this was a blast man and like we said yeah only uh two more episodes and four more issues to go till uh, uh the second volume right it was like a blast that could destroy a grotto it could incinerate <laughs> everything <laughs> <laughs> wipe out all the plot points all at once uh, oh my <laughs> gosh fantastic so all right well uh if anybody's uh looking for you out there where can they find you my friend um, I do a show called Waiting for Doom. I have a network called Waiting for Doom where everything is. Um, so, yeah, we talk about Doom Patrol a lot and there's current Doom Patrol book. So we've been talking about that. So that's good. But it's about to end and then we'll probably talk about the TV show or whatever comes after it. But, uh, yeah, there's always some bit more Doom Patrol or we're waiting for more. So it all works out. Yeah, like I said, waitingfordoom.com. That's uh, where you can find everything, one-stop shop for everything. And, you know, if anybody wants to, uh, you know, find you, email, all that kind of stuff, everything's right there, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. If you search inside your heart, you'll find me. That's where I am. <laughs> yep. Or, or, hey, somebody should just cut your arm off and another one of you will grow. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll meet and one of us will die. <laughs> <laughs>
and there will definitely be some gratuitous butt shots along the way, right? <laughs> oh, I'm all about that. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, like Billy. I said, man. Yeah, thanks for joining me, man. This was a blast. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, hopefully sooner than later with uh, these last uh, two episodes with the four issues to close out uh, the uh, first volume. And uh, it's been a blast, man. Thanks, mate. All right. We'll be back in a second, and I will wrap things up. In 2014, two comic fans joined forces to do a Doom Patrol podcast. As there was no Doom Patrol comic series at the time, they called it Waiting for Doom. That was us, me, Mike, and him, Paul. In 2016, DC Comics became fearful of the power of Waiting for Doom and sought to appease us by bringing the comic back. Uh, That's not exactly how it went. In 2018, terrified of the sheer horde organising power of Waiting for Doom, DC Universe announced a Doom Patrol TV show. Uh, I think they were planning that without us. In 2019, they again brought back the Doom Patrol comic, hoping we would not smite them. Uh, This makes no sense. In 2021, they realised we were the most unstoppable force in existence and released the Doom Patrol movie. Uh, This is pure fantasy now. In 2022, a terrified Motion Picture Academy awarded the Doom Patrol movie every single Oscar, including Best Documentary and Foreign Language Film. That's enough, Paul. Look, we just love the Doom Patrol and have fun talking about them. You can find us on all podcast places and now Spotify. And check out our website, WaitingForDoom.com, or we will wipe you out, all of you. Okay, that wraps up this episode. Once again, I want to thank Paul for being on the show. Love having him on, talking Swamp Thing, and you know, even had him on one of my Brave and the Bobs recently too. Definitely check that one out. But uh, yeah, definitely gonna you know have him on. We're gonna finish out a volume one off and see uh, where we go from there. So definitely, you'll be hearing from Paul again uh, in the future. So everybody, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>